Hi guys, on this show we're looking at Caruso, McLeam, Talbot, Starrett, McKinney, Denny, Crenna and Stallone. We're looking at 1982's First Blood. <laughs> Hello everyone and welcome to another episode of 100 Things We Learned From Film. Uh, I'm one of your hosts, my name's Planty, and I'm getting bitten by rats in a mine. <laughs> and I'm the other guy, and I'm just sitting in the kitchen getting bitten by dogs. <laughs> John, how are you? I'm alright mate, how are you? Yeah, very well, very well. I tell you what, I'm, I'm proper, proper excited this week because we're welcoming back for his second stint on the show, the one, the only, the fucking, what a guy, <laughs> Paul Payne. Paul, yes. how are you doing, mate? I've missed you guys. I've missed you guys. Yes. Nah. It's, it's it barely a fucking podcast without you. I know. <laughs> have you got, got whiskey this time? I just had a whiskey. I'm on, I've got me... Audi's version of Stella Artois, Saint Etienne. Ah, at the moment. All right, okay. I'm sure, I had one of their, I'm sure I had one of their albums in the 90s. <laughs> uh, Paul, of course, is uh, is a comic book writer, author, artist, uh, just a general cult loving. I said cult, uh, <laughs> cult loving, uh, like kind of just. Everything in the background here, which you won't see, listeners. He's got all his toys, not sexual, although probably. <laughs> I reckon. I, I, reckon Ch- I reckon Chitara's been up his ass. Right. Some of them vibrate. And 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 Paul writes. Paul writes a lot of comic books based upon uh, already well-established and loved mm. um, characters. Paul, last time you were on, we were talking about your uh, about your your. Death wish for uh, Death wish for Freddy, wasn't it? Death wish for Jason, but death that could be a pos- <laughs> that could be that's a potential new idea. Like I yeah. said, I get so many ideas when I'm coming in. Yeah, <laughs> uh, yeah. But your other your other thing is, of course, Rambo versus the Blair Witch. Rambo versus the Blair Witch. Yep. Yeah. Um, the seeds of which were sown when I actually watched the Blair Witch with a mate when it first came out. We were walking back, and he dared us to walk through the woods, and right. I I was fucking scared shitless and he said that um imagine if Rambo's here just slide and tackle the witch and that always <laughs> <laughs> and that always stuck in my head and and it makes me laugh to this day of that image of Rambo sliding tackling in the witch and that's what that's where the the seeds were sown. <laughs> okay, fair enough. Uh, so what, what what have you got for sale at the moment? Paul, you've still got some copies of Rambo versus the Blair Witch? Yeah Rambo versus the Blair Witch one to four. I've also got my shining um bootleg fan fiction called Boulder, which looks at, um, it's like a mashup of Stephen King and the Stanley Kubricks. And yeah, upcoming is my um, Stallone Punisher bootleg project where I reimagine the Punisher as an 80s film starring Stallone as the Punisher, De Niro as the Kingpin. Yeah, John Candy's going to be Micro, who's uh, the Punisher. Nice. And Nicholas Cage is going to be Jigsaw, so yeah, it just all of that, all of that works for me. I'm quite interested, though, Paul. Have you had any de- cease and desists yet? I haven't, but right, I'm, okay. I, I'm awaiting them. Right, okay. <laughs> That's when you know you've arrived. That's when you know your stuff's arrived. That's the thing. I'm using this as kind of a platform to get my name 
known. Do you know what I mean? It's like mm-hmm. I'm, I'm using these, and a lot of people have done it before. But yeah, maybe one day Stallone's lawyers will be locking my door. <laughs> maybe he'll turn up himself. Hey, you this poor pin guy? I'm gonna kick your fucking ass. <laughs> Don't you think it'd be about over the top? Jesus Christ. John, 1982. What else could we... I mean, we wouldn't want to talk about anything else. What else could we have been talking about? No, 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 no. There's plenty to talk about in 1982, buddy. Uh, Star Trek Wrath of Khan. Oh, Khan! (laughs) Just to warm you up. Uh, Airplane 2. The Thing. Oh. Blade Runner. Okay, great. King of Comedy. And first fact of the show... Rocky Three, which was held back yeah. because of the I had that in my notes. Oh, fucking hell, you guys have got me working already. When you got the film. <laughs> right, okay, nice one. That was the only year two Stallone films have been released in the same year. Did oh, I get right. that right? Um, or is that the same Teddy end talking? Uh, we're taking it anyway. <laughs> so we're it's it's, it's we're down to it. seven and paper, mate. So it's done. Uh, we are, of course, uh, the we are, of course, the podcast that tries to learn hundreds of things from everything we've got. We're currently on two, so that's a good start. We ain't even started talking about the film. Um, <laughs> this month is September in most places, but here it's pumpkin spiced slytember. Where we're going to be talking about a silver, different Sylvester Stallone film every week. Our patrons are going to have a bumper pile to pick from. And I'm honestly hoping that uh, we don't end up with a draw because I could live without doing three episodes in one week. That would be brutal. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> okay. Anyway, if you wanted to get involved in that, you can give us a quid uh, every month and we will let you pick. We'll give you some extra bonus episodes, including something that I've just alluded to for Paul there that he'd never heard of, the Captain Planet uh, song for Troubles in Belfast. <laughs> That's awesome. <laughs> He's excited about that uh, with our good friend Paul. It's what I'm doing as soon as we finish recording. <laughs> Oh, there you go. Uh, if Paul's given us your money, then you can too. Uh, <laughs> that's that's an easy way for me to say Paul is now dedicated to give us that money, even though he doesn't want to. <laughs> even though that's his toy money. <laughs> money for batteries. <laughs> right, are we ready to go, boys? Ready. Is the bit Good. where you said I stick Chitara up my ass in the podcast? I think it's going to be, yeah. yeah. It's now. Yep. I, I was going to cut it out, but uh, no. now I'm going to have to struggle. Yeah, it's fine. Give, give me shape beyond shape. Says you... <laughs> <laughs> Sean Connery. Oh, yeah. Are you? Sorry, do I need to cut that out? Is your mum listening to this? No, that's fine. Right, she, okay. she, she caught me doing that once in my childhood. <laughs> But oh, it was throw. Memories. <laughs> Ribbed for his oh, pleasure. Yeah. Right, moving on. Moving on. Uh, uh, right, we, we start with Stallone's character, John Rambo. Of course, because I'm using uh, uh, word dictate on here, it's actually come up with Juan Rambo, which is a very different... Hey, Paul, that needs to be your next thing, the Spanish Rambo. Spanish Rambo? <laughs> My name is Juan Rambo. I dance. I dive. <laughs> uh, he's walking this beautiful, vistaed lake oh, village, isn't he? He's, he's so happy. He's so happy in this like, as well. That's this little kind of jaunt on his like with his sack over his head. Fucking Santa, isn't he? So happy, man. So but happy. it's the only part where he is happy in the hot like yeah. it just goes so tits up, then it's so I mean it, it goes tits up very, very <laughs> early, doesn't it? No. Um we we get we get this fantastic 
kind of title sequence as he's walking. Uh, one of them mentions Ted Kotchiff, who is the director, also directed fans' favourite Weekend at Bernie's. That's <laughs> in my notes. I've oh, there you go. Weekend at so Bernie's. I know you'll have his other big film that he directed then, Paul, which is which links us to the last episode you were on. The yep, Family of Cops. 1995's Family of Cops. <laughs> hey, it's me and my family of cops. <laughs> hey. That is one of the best titles ever, isn't it? It's a family you of to, cops. You, you come to me on the day of my family of cops wedding. Oh, I don't know. I really thought that out. Is that, a, <laughs> is that a line from it? I don't yeah, know. probably. <laughs> but there's like three of those. I think there's three or four of those, I think. And at no point does... You are schooling does, me today. At no point does Chuck Bronson actually run in them either. <laughs> I think there's a fair bit of them speeding him up like a Benny Hill thing. Bronson don't run. He don't need to. <laughs> <laughs> the, uh, the the villains go really slowly so he can catch them. Uh, yeah, it's the same. Really it's it. <laughs> I've got a locked knee. <laughs> anyway, <laughs> anyway. Um, he's looking for this character, Delmore Ber- Berry, who isn't a character. They serve together in Vietnam. Uh, he talks to the he talks to the, the the wife in this, and I loved, by the way, this washing. It's not his wife; it's his mum. Sorry. Oh, was it his mum? Was yeah, it? Yeah. Oh, it was yeah, his yeah. wife. Fucking <laughs> hell. <laughs> I've got an interesting fact about her you might have. But yeah, carry on about the washing line. I want to hear Yeah, so this washing pulls this washing line. She's just throwing stuff out on the washing line. Nice. And just she's got like another bit of line. And she just moves it around. Some sort of fucking mousetrap contraption, <laughs> isn't it? Near regard to the washing. <laughs> Absolutely near regard at all. The thing about that I, I read was that, that the lady who played that has never been credited. No one knows who she is. And she had a spoken part in a major movie. That's what that, I read. That's astonishing. That's almost, John, like the uh, the, the woman that plays Corbin Dallas's mum in The Fifth Element, isn't it? Oh, she's yeah, yeah. And she just it's, gets it's, a special It's still, yeah. aye. But the whole town yeah. got parts in it, didn't know. Apparently the whole town was, um, un- well, majority of the town was unemployed because the, the, the windmill was shut down. So a lot of people got a lot of work out of this. A lot of yeah. right. nibdies. But she's never come forward and said, I was in First Blood. Maybe she oh, doesn't she, give a shit. She knows she's maybe not no. interested. <laughs> she's, she's maybe still still getting over the fact that her son died of some sort of cancer. Uh, Agent Orange, isn't it? Yeah, that's right. You got anything on that, John? Yes, I do. Yep. Uh, apparently, there's an ingredient called uh, Toxin TCDD. It's highly, a highly toxic compound that causes cancer, disrupts hormones, and leads to other serious medical and reproductive problems. Okay. Uh, it was part of the U.S. herbicidal warfare program. No, it's real. In Vietnam from 61 to 71. And basically it kills all plants it touches, me included. Oh. Uh, oh. <laughs> the plan was to deforest Vietnam and destroy all crops, which is a bit of a dick move, my opinion. <laughs> mm. uh, it was first produced in the States in the 40s and was used to keep things from growing on railway tracks. Really? By April 1993, Department of Veterans Affairs had compensated only 486 victims, although it had received disability claims from 39,419 soldiers who had been exposed to it while serving in Vietnam. There is also an American punk band called Agent Orange. Coincidentally, every founding member of that band is dead now. (laughs) 
<laughs> Whether <laughs> or not because they were exposed to this stuff, I don't know. But they're all that there. is irony, isn't it? That's isn't it just, isn't it just? But then punks, you know, old old punks. It does happen, doesn't it? Um, <laughs> I've got this, a few more facts about please. Delmar Barry. Um, Go for that. On the Rambo Wikipedia, he was the team's engineering explosives expert. Okay. And he yeah died of melanoma caused by Agent Orange. Cool. Well, not cool for him, at least. No. Um, this, by the way, is meant to be Washington State, but it was filmed in yeah. British Columbia in Canada. Yeah. Yeah. So, yeah, so she explains that he's gone. She explains that, that he's, he's he's no longer around. He's dead. So he leaves. And in the next scene, he's heading into town, not yeah. walking with the traffic down the road, by the way, which I was always taught. Yeah. Walk walk against the traffic, not with the traffic, <laughs> uh, because we're a public service podcast. So, yeah, it, yeah walk towards the traffic. Not literally in the middle of the fucking road, you idiots. No. I, I mean, lovely listeners. But- well, <laughs> Rambo's mum, who was, I saw in the Rambo wiki as well, was Helga Rambo, and his dad was named as Revis Rambo. Should have told him that. <laughs> and there's two facts there. <laughs> mum and dad were called Revis and Helga. Okay, <laughs> sounds like a cartoon of some sort, but sure. Um, this town's called Hope, which yeah. is apparently the gateway to Holidayland. Yeah, and I've seen like, that. It's got yeah, Holidayland. Yeah. I looked it up. <laughs> no, nothing. It was just a pop. Yeah, <laughs> it was just a pop. Yeah. And then um, the, the the town of Hope is in mourning because the bridge itself is actually dismantled in 2012. All right, so that okay. iconic bridge. They were raging. They didn't want yeah. to pull it down. Uh, in 2020, the actual town of Hope created a, uh, a a wooden statue of Rambo. Did they? I didn't yeah, see that so in my research. Yeah, 2020, there's a there's a statue. I think it's a redwood tree statue of Rambo, uh, which is there. And so that's something to go I've to. I've got to make a pilgrimage for that. Yeah, absolutely. Uh, get my photo oh, of it. The one in Philadelphia. Do, 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 and do, is do, there do, not do. a Robocop one in Detroit, or did they never make that? They we're going to do a Robocop one in Detroit. Were you dreaming oh, that? No, I guess they, they decided in, instead Petition. to spend the money on clean water. Yeah. <laughs> God, God forbid, eh? Um, we see Sheriff Brian Dennehy leaving his office. Um, no, first, uh, time, first time I've seen him as a baddie. Yeah, absolutely. Um, cause, mainly because we've not done that terrible remake of Assault on Precinct 13 yet. Um he knows everybody, of course. There's this line where he shouts this guy, Dave. Hey, Dave, going to hey, take Dave. a bath this week? Hello. That's a deck. And I'm like, what is that about? Like, like what the, is Dave's problem? Sounds like the school bully, doesn't he? <laughs> hey, man, take a wash. Yeah. He's a great performance, but he's a cunt, isn't he? Really? Oh, I yeah, he's awful in this. <laughs> uh, but I, I love Cocoon as well. I always remember him, Cocoon. Yeah, yeah I'm always surprised that he never tried to uh, hunt down a man in Cocoon. You know, I never tried to hunt down those old people that took all the good stuff out of the water in Cocoon. You know, I guess he should have done. Um, he spots Rambo walking um, and he says, look, with the US flag on your jacket and looking like you look, you're causing trouble in the town. And he offers him a lift out of town. Uh, he says, uh, is, there, is there anywhere I can eat in this town? Yeah, there's a diner 30 miles away. 30 miles, away. I know. 30 miles <laughs> wow. <laughs> what a prick. <laughs> uh, we don't want people like Rambo in town. No drifters. The town's quiet and boring, but that's how people like it. He drops him across this bridge that John's talking about, of course, and um, turns around and says, look, if you have a haircut and a bath, he's obsessed with you have people having a bath. <laughs> You'll get hassled less. Do you know yeah. what, though? I think that 
was the turning point. I think up until that point, Rambo was just going to move on, move on to the next yeah. town or whatever. But that little last line, yeah. word of advice, take a bath, whatever. And the and the irony is as well, I think, how blow-dried does Rambo's hair look? He looks oh, like... still <laughs> luscious. It's still as, luscious. As good as his hair in Death Wish. <laughs> Uh, de- in Death Race, sorry. It's, it's exactly. Death Race hair. It's great. It's been freshly washed. It's been blow-dried. Yeah. He does not yeah. look like a smelly dude at all. No. No, <laughs> no he does not. <laughs> anyway, so, okay, he really. turns around and heads back in across the bridge, back into the town. Sheriff turns the car around, basically arrests him. It's all really heavy-handed. He's frisking him. He finds this massive knife yeah. and takes him to the police station to book him in from for vagrancy, resisting arrest, and a concealed weapon. Now, this character, Art, right, who's booking him in, I had to look twice because I was certain it was Grandpa Joe from Willy Wonka. I didn't know that, was it? No, it's not. It's oh, yeah, no, no, no. Not. It looked no, like definitely not. Uh, there's absolutely I, nothing I, stopping him getting I, out of bed on a morning to a young, I, a young Uncle Joe. <laughs> <laughs> But it starts off for eight as well. Turns out he's a prick as well. Yeah, yeah, I thought he was decent. He's a fucking asshole. No. Uh, John, did you spot the little ginger boy at this bit? Well, it's the only time uh, David Caruso's been starting a film with uh, oh, Sylvester Stallone. So as soon as I seen his little ginger hair, I thought, oh my God, I know that yeah, guy. David Caruso is one of those people I just despise in anything I see him in. I don't know why. I think it was back in the 90s when he was like this sex symbol to all the ladies and everything. Yeah. Like NYPD oh, Blue and everything. And he yeah. was. Uh, and I've never seen anything and been convinced by him. In... Well, that's just me, maybe. No, no, I, I understand. Um, He wasn't even 30 here. Uh, to be honest, I thought he wasn't even 20. But to me, he was like <laughs> 28 at this point. Yeah, he looked like one of the Waltons, didn't he? <laughs> he did a little bit. Um, <laughs> He I do like course... the voice. Uh, I do like in there when he's walking for the police station. It's like they've obviously there wasn't enough abuse actually recorded in the original shot, so they added loads of voiceovers. And this, hey. I've got in my notes here. There's this guy to go. There's your sorry looking sight to humanity, <laughs> 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 which is not. It was that's, not off, that's not an off the cuff remark, is it? We absolutely love a bit of ADR on this podcast, don't we, John? <laughs> yeah, we do. Need... <laughs> Big fans of that. Um, <laughs> David Caruso, I, the, the one thing I kind of remember him the most from is probably, does he not get beaten up in an officer and a gentleman? I think he deserves it. Yes, and, he does. Uh, Hopefully. Course, yeah, he does. Yeah. That's right. <laughs> <laughs> That's one of his first films. Yeah, and of course he's Kit Kat in previous episode, Hudson Hawk. Yeah, sure he is. Yeah, oh. and um, CSI glasses man in that CSI Miami thing. That's, that's wow, it. dinner! I know, that music just does not go with that show, does it? No, absolutely not. <laughs> Fucking CSI wanker. Uh, anyway. Uh, <laughs> they take him into this basement to book him in, and you're like, okay, that's Dodge straight away. He looks up, he sees these bars on the window, and has a flashback to being in this pit where, for some reason, they've thrown fecal matter onto him. But what what I did notice in this just this tiny little flashback is something that something that it hit me because I have issue issue John and I both have issue one of course I bought us both a copy of issue one of uh, Rambo versus the Blair Witch but you've drawn Rambo with this little 
Handlebar moustache. Yeah, yeah. Was with handlebar moustache. When I looked at it, I had a huge flashback to reading your comic, and I was like, "Fucking hell, Paul's <laughs> oh, drawn that." <laughs> so yeah, good. I love that little detail. It's like it's obviously yeah. they filmed it in the eighties, but they wanted to show something a bit seventies with flashbacks, so they <laughs> throw on a handlebar moustache. It, it does look it a little bit like a racist Charlie Chan moustache, which I wasn't that much into. But it was the 70s. It was meant to be the 70s, so okay. Yeah, it was all its time. Yeah. Um, <laughs> Baby Caruso grabs his dog tags and they get his name from there. Um, oh, Rambo's refusing... He says he'll put him through the telex, didn't he? He does say he'll put him through the telex. You got that, John. Did anybody look it up? Yeah, I did. Did you? Oh, no, on you go. Yeah, yeah, on you go. Okay. Uh, telex is the name of the network. Uh, had exchanges built in the 30s in the USA and UK. The first Telex only exchange opened in London in 1945. Uh, listeners, think of the Telegraph or a very, very basic fax machine. And that's what Telex is. Oh. Aye, that's why I got for that fax machine, but I wasn't going to put that. <laughs> <laughs> I was like, did they have Teletext back then? Did they take them? <laughs> tax machine, some might say. You guys go deep. Uh, we said. It's, it's, it's that's, not, that's, I can assure you. That's what Chitara said. <laughs> <laughs> oh, man. <laughs> no, um, really <laughs> <laughs> uh, they, they're being really heavy-handed. He's not getting his thumbprints taken. Uh, the sheriff comes down and explains he's going to jail for 90 days and a $250 fine, which in today's money would be just over 900 bucks. Right. I love the way he aggressively wipes off the Oh, onto these paper towels. Yeah. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> Which look like the kind of paper towels you'd have at school, the cheapest yeah. possible right. ones. You, you just get. have to wipe your ass with. Interesting <laughs> <laughs> <Yeah, laughs> paper. <laughs> oh, dear. Um, they're giving Rambo a wash with this fire hose. Right? <laughs> <laughs> Which, like, it's awful. I got, I got real flashbacks to that fucking Steve McQueen film, Shame, you know, about May's Prison. Um, oh yeah, yeah, where, yeah. An- another Not film where you, another film where you get to see Fassbender's massive knob. When it, uh, why not? Yeah. Have yeah. you got it? I, yeah, yeah I've, I've seen more of Fassbender's knob than I have of my own in the past twenty years. But I am a fat prick, so. <laughs> I think you need to do um, October as the month for Fassbender's knob. <laughs> uh, to follow where, up slide. <laughs> where, I, where I not going on holiday uh, we were planning on we were planning on doing a special month of um, Stephen Tobolowski films, we were going to do it Oktobolowski, but it was a bit it was a no. bit of a stretch uh, <laughs> he's got like 400 films of course, what, the best one being Groundhog Day so we're yeah. just on Groundhog Day what about Fassbender's November? Does that work? <laughs> it kind of works. It kind of works. It's, it's, it's the perfect antidote to spook, Spooktober, isn't it? I know. Or just November and just get thumbs no, with decks in it. November. November. You, it's, it's remember, official. remember the 5th of November. <laughs> Fastbenders are sex fiends in New York. That's the other one, isn't it? Anyway. Jesus Christ. He's, he's, we're getting a cease and desist off Fastbender's bell end at this. <laughs> As they kind of undress him, they see all these scars across him. And basically, we start to get flashbacks of him getting cut as they're about to give him a shave. Mm. Which you kind of like, f- find a better way to give him a shave than a fucking open, 
going in dry. Never. <laughs> That's what she said. <laughs> <laughs> and no, Chitara doesn't go in dry. Do I take the pit? Didn't work after you. <laughs> As far as torture goes, North Vietnam was one of the signatories of the Third Geneva Convention in 1949, which demands decent and humane treatment of prisoners of war. In spite of that, they really had some severe torture methods, such as... Throwing shit over someone. Correct. Waterboarding. Uh, yeah, yeah. Um, strapado, which sounds like a song. Um, <laughs> that not irons, beatings, uh, prolongs... So, prolonged solitary confinement and malnourishment. So, you know, it wasn't all just uh, a bug jumping up and biting you in the in in the butt, eh? Uh, <laughs> oh. What about Russian roulette? That, that's a myth, isn't it? From uh, yeah. Oh, the deal. Ow, did him out! Yeah, absolutely. <laughs> yeah. Uh, well, for a myth, it didn't do uh, it, it didn't do him very much that's good, did it? He, he escapes. He fights his way out, doesn't he? Um, yeah. And and escapes. He, he, he basically batters them uh, all these cops. Then he runs up the stairs, and this guy comes at him, uh, and he kicks him out of a window. This this plywood <laughs> yeah, window. I love that bit. I love that. Yeah. I took one look at him, and I'm saying, "Is it Arthur Crabtree from Alcohol?" <laughs> Good morning, as he goes out the window. Was he the one that went, "Hey, what's going on here"? <laughs> <laughs> Again, a bit more ADR, wasn't it? <laughs> Fucking Borat. Um, I love the guy that's like, there's someone walking, I don't know what point he is at, but he's like, he looks like he's got a stationary delivery or something. And oh, that's the one bit where he, where he runs out and grabs the bike. No, that's he that's can... a bit late, but there's just some guy walking with like a box of stationery and he sliding tackles him. Oh, sorry, <laughs> Dennis. Yeah, yeah. Yes, he does. Yeah. Is he elbowing him in, no, it's, the elbow's in the face, didn't he? Or is yeah. that like now, him? that's another guy, and he actually yeah. broke his nose for real. Yeah. All oh, right, wow. Well, I mean, the, the guy was only delivering the fucking, like, the, the pens and paper. <laughs> <Yes. laughs> but there's another, like, what, I think we might have gone past it, but um, apparently, you know the scene in the the cell? Yeah. Um, mm-hmm. the do- where they were whipping him on the back? and Yes. Yeah. Um, the director kept on making him retake and retake it, and and Stallone got annoyed at it apparently, and and went for the director at one point, and yeah. the secu- the security on the film had to pull him off. <laughs> right, but I, just, <laughs> but I just thought that like uh, I know in some it. in some alternate universe where Stallone just went fucking bananas on all, the whole film crew, <laughs> and like <laughs> and they filmed it, <laughs> and, it and like he just yeah he ran out onto a scrambler and did all that. And, like went into the woods and killed the whole makers of Rambo. <laughs> yeah, that, that, would be, that would be. I mean, that's very method, Paul. I've got to give you that. You know, um, they broke his ribs in that scene, apparently. Did they really? Yeah. So he knocks this clothes guy, clothes lines this bloke off his dirt bike. <laughs> yeah, and drives off into the hills. Right. Um, now that scene he, really hurt for me because I've had my scooter nicked recently. Oh, have and you I, really? I felt the guy's pain. Oh, did, you, did you get it back? <laughs> yeah, I, I I went on a, like a Bronson um, chase. <laughs> <laughs> did you walk really slowly? Shouted after him, hey, punk! It was outside my workplace and yeah. they nicked it from outside the front window. So someone came in and um, said, Paul, they've nicked your scooter. So I chased them and I, and I got them. 
as they were breaking the front of it open to hotwire it. So, yeah, I did the Bronson. Bloody wow. hell, yeah. man. <laughs> Blammo! Hey, it's good. It's one... <laughs> <laughs> it's one... That's one less gang of scooter thieves I in know. MK. Exactly. <laughs> crazy. I've learned, the crazy I've learned... Scooters. all these years watching Death Wish, I've learned well. I feel <laughs> Did you did you did you go and rent yourself a little kind of shitty flat somewhere above above I a chicken that nest? <laughs> uh, you, you, you're putting you're putting car, cardboard versions of scooters around town. Hope there's some kind of plan to get them to to come out and do yeah, it. And you go. Hey, so many ideas. I'm, I'm digging down the scooter gangs one at a time. <laughs> Anyway, oh, yeah, I, I, I felt real sympathy for that guy. He was just doing whatever he was doing in yeah. Rainbow. Somebody his scooter. No point did he run up the Rambo. <laughs> no, no. It just sat on Lena Grindon and looked up. Why does Rambo keep on doing wheelies when he's been chased by the box as well? Now, there's a great reason for this, and it's not because he's one of the bad lads off the estate, right? <laughs> Although you would right. expect him to. Um, <laughs> It's every time he's kind of coming towards the camera, the stuntman does a wheelie so you can't see his face. Uh. You see, it's, it, I've, watched, I've watched this twice this week, and that's exactly why he does it. Um, he rides the bike down the pavement. He's like, get out of the way, get out of the way. Going, what the fuck are you doing, Rambo? What the fuck are you doing? Uh, the law on riding motorbikes on pavements is extremely clear. It's illegal in this country, with one exception. You may ride a motor vehicle on the pavement for a maximum of 15 yards to get a place for parking. There you go. That's a good fact. You learn something new on this fucking show every day, man. You do, yeah. My research is clear. Um, There's this, 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 this trait, this chase, Dennehy chasing him across a river in this car, across a field, and he just keeps kicking up He's dirt. Going. It's like junior kickstart, isn't it? Yeah, yeah. Yeah, yeah. That's exactly what it's like. a reference for nobody, <laughs> for, the, for the three middle-aged men on this podcast. <laughs> <laughs> and the Dukes of Hazzard police car. Uh, police car. I don't know if uh, you've gone past the point, but you know the bit on. where the, the car, like, the, the bike does a massive jump over the train track, doesn't it? And then oh, the it does. does. Yeah, yeah. And the car the, does, yeah. Yeah, the stuntman broke his back doing that. What? The bike stuntman or the car? The car. Right. Because of the impact when he landed. Mm-hmm. Broke Jesus. his back. Ah, because you see the ramp, didn't you? you yeah. See the ramp. <laughs> yeah. You can imagine. Yeah. Um, Dennehy basically flips the car. Uh, Rambo rides up into the woods. Uh, he ditches the bikes. He can't go any higher. And jumps into this, this broken down truck, right? Now, for me... He's about as high up as he can be in the mountains. Where the fuck has this burnt-out truck come from? I Who's know. driving a semi? Semi up uh, into the fucking woods. Bit like a scrapyard, doesn't it? It is a little like it's like fucking Stand by Me. Yeah, <laughs> what's going on up there? Um, he, he finds some wire, which will come in handy later on, and this bit of tarpaulin, right? And later on, we see him Rambo the fucking tailor. Yeah, yeah. <laughs> he's turned this into some sort of fucking tabard, yeah, yeah, like yeah. he's cleaning an office building in the nineties or something. I, it was canvas. It was canvas. I'm just gonna fucking. I'm just gonna Hoover while you're on the phone. It was. Uh, it was canvas, and it was. It was highly coveted, and they, they only made one suit and kept it. 
So they, they oh, actually found, they found it. And that's uh, different to what that. I read. I read what? that they actually found that canvas in the woods when they were filming it, and that Stallone has kept it to this day. Aye, yeah, yeah, that's, yeah, what, that's what John's saying. Yeah, yeah. yeah. Oh, sorry. So, oh, uh, you know what that means, <laughs> don't you? You know where that is. That's in fucking Planet Hollywood with a oh, God, fucking <laughs> Stallone's ass <laughs> in the in the time spunk from uh, previous episode Demolition Man. <laughs> apparently, you can have your dinner with the fucking ass in your face. Nice. <laughs> Sounds hot. But that piece of canvas would not keep anyone warm, would it? No, no like, it, only, it only needs to do a job for ten minutes. It's better than a fucking vest. Well, he only, he only had it on for like three scenes or something, like that, and then it was perhaps <laughs> after the rest of the film, wasn't it? He turned it into a headband later, didn't he? He's like, it well, does. There's absolutely no purpose to having a headband in that situation. I know because he's, he's perfectly. Uh, it's, it goes to say his face perfectly, so I don't understand why they put it on him. Oh dear. The, uh, there's five cops and this guy with some Doberman, right? Just this bloke from the town. And it's Aye. like, go get John and his Dobermans. And he's, and he's like, uh, oh, oh, like these, these dogs are, oh, come on, boys, come on, boys, go and get them, babies, go and get them. Like, he's Aye, my babies, that was a bit weird. Heading up into the hills. Um, Rambo gets his knife out and in the hilt of his knife, he's got this detachable compass. Yeah, and I was which like, I never noticed. I never so, noticed that until I researched it. And he's got a little it twists off, doesn't he? He can take like yeah. a little piece of I've, string out to stitch himself up. Yeah, I've, I've got a story about that. <laughs> Go on. I've, I've, um, so, do you remember the story ages ago about somebody that swapped a paperclip for something and something that became bigger and yeah, bigger got and bigger? A car. Yeah, yeah, yeah. So, when I was younger, somebody had. Oh, see, I was younger. Maybe it was about twelve, thirteen. Uh, someone had one, so I tried. All sorts of my Megatron and swapped them all sorts, my, my Casio <laughs> uh, calculator watch, everything, and he gave me it. So, here's me with this Rambo knife. You could take it, you could unscrew it, it's got a compass, unscrew it, it's got matches, it's got wax matches, it's got string, it's got everything in the wee in the ducat. Mm-hmm. So, I was like, proud as punch, went to my bed, put it under my, under my pillow. Now, my dad never spoke to me about shit, right? He never came out of my room, he didn't interact with me, he did nothing. One time he comes out of my room, sits on my bed, feels something, pulls it out, and snapped it right in front of my face. So oh. I, had a, I, had, I had a Rambo knife, and I didn't get to use it in any situation whatsoever, but he snapped it up right in front of my face. I was oh, raging, man. It was horrible. Oh, horrible. I'm crying for baby John now, like. <laughs> I know. I, my you Megatron mean... was away. I didn't even have my watch. I was watchless. It was, oh, it's horrible. <laughs> I'd half a knife, your viewers can't see this, but this is one of my favourite things in my toy collection. It's a it's an Argentinian pink Rambo knife that was sold in the eighties. It lights oh, up wow. as well. What <laughs> hell? I've got the normal version as well, but this is the Argentinian variant that's pink. Oh and right, the... wow, that's fantastic. <laughs> Has it got the so compass? Good. Has not got the compass. Hasn't oh. got a compass, no. No, because Argentinians all know where they're going. <laughs> famously. Famously. Um <laughs> that so, knife while yes, we're on the please. knife I've got facts about that because it was created call, call by... that a knife <laughs> <laughs> it was created by Arkansas knife maker Jimmy Lil okay. and it was custom made for the film but there was four mm. different versions of it used in the film as well so Excellent. yeah just you, can, you can buy a replica one on knivesandtools.co.uk for £169.95. 
complete with Stallone's signature etched on the blade. Sounds a bit dear to me, but you know. That's the other thing I'm going to be doing after the podcast is ordering one of those. That's a lot of dollar, mate, for a replica knife. But yeah, well, you do you. Um, so they basically corner him on this cliff, and he climbs part way down just as the helicopter comes along. Mm-hmm. And there he is, hanging. Yeah. Off the cliff. I mean, you could say. He's a cliffhanger. Hanger. Oh God, oh, mate! A <laughs> couple of weeks away that one, listeners. But we'll be we'll be back with that one in a few weeks' time. Um, on the helicopters, Art the bad bastard with this massive rifle, this sniper rifle, isn't he? Um, yeah. Shooting at Rambo, uh, and he's to the pilot. Keep it steady. He says, I "Can't hold it steady because of this thermal draft." Uh, thermal drafts, known in the UK as updrafts, they're created when warm air comes into contact with the air around it, which is cooler. Uh, along with wind shear, it's one of the major contributors to airplanes crashing during takeoff and landing during thunderstorms. There you go. Nice. Uh, the average speed of a uh, helicopter is 130 to 140 knots, which is about 160 miles an hour. Excellent. What's the average speed of an unladen uh, African swallow? Two miles an hour. All right. Okay. Good. <laughs> this is good. Good to know. Thank you very much. Uh, Rambo takes his chances jumping off this cliff and falls into some trees, which I've written breaks his fall and arguably some ribs, the way he reacts. Yeah, yeah. And, hits and then the next and minute, he's like, boosh, he's away. Broken yeah. ribs or not. Do you know what I mean? Didn't give a shit. I think that's a it? great, I think that stunt on that it was really good. Mm. Apparently. Yeah. And, and this, is, this is the great thing about this. It's, it's pre-CGI. All yeah. of this yeah. is pre-CGI it, and it's done little. It, it's small and it looks great. Yeah, it's all practical. Practically yeah. so. But you really, <laughs> and the stunt, even though it's stunt doubles, they proper look like him as well. And a lot of the yeah. films of that era, look, uh, mm-hmm. yeah, they really stick out like a sore thumb, the stunt doubles. But I thought, I thought the action was really well directed. Mm. I know this is yeah. a review show. <laughs> <laughs> no, I, I absolutely agree. And to be honest... Th- they're all good until Cannon get the hands on them, aren't they? <laughs> yeah. Yeah. Let's see honest. And then start thanking the Mujahideen for the work that they've done. And you're kind of like, ooh, that's that's probably going to come back and bite you, lads. I'll be honest. Those brave soldiers, the Mujahideen. All right, is it? Yeah, okay. <laughs> is that Rambo 4? Rambo three, four? I think. Rambo yeah. 3, yeah, yeah. yeah. It's still quite good, Rambo 3. I don't care what he says. First Blood Part 2 is excellent, but yeah, Rambo, Rambo 3 is okay. Anyway, no, we're not here to talk about Rambo 3. Um, Art Galt continues to shoot at him. Um, kind of, he's, he's he's hiding behind this tree. Uh, he picks up a stone, he throws it, causes the pilot to lose control, and Art falls out and dies on the rocks below. Um, now, I remember this particular scene with the helicopter and, and Art Galt falling because I, I watched this as a kid. I would have maybe been about six when I first saw this mm-hmm. at my aunt and uncle's house because my mum used to work nights so I would go to my aunt and uncle's house until about 10 o'clock when she would come pick me up and they had older they had older kids so like I think the youngest of their kids was like 16 um, so they would always put on films I shouldn't watch like this mm-hmm. The Thing uh, they they rented Ghostbusters when I was five for my birthday because I was nice. desperate to see it five Ghostbusters yeah. Um, and yeah American Werewolf in London as well but I, I've always, as a child, remembered this scene of Art Galt's body, you know, from the high shot mm. of him on the, the thing. And it's just, it's great. For some reason, I always thought it was Brian Dennehy's body for years and years and years. And I also had misremembered it as the plane crashing 
as well. I don't, uh, I don't know. I don't know. Isn't and it? Obviously, it isn't. My, yeah, yeah, it's it's funny. Yeah, See, it's weird because I always I always think, even though I've seen it millions of times, I I always misremember it that the rock gets thrown in the cop's face, but it doesn't. Oh, it gets really? Thrown, into okay. the, thrown in the window. Yeah. And also, strangely, my uncle first showed me First Blood on a pirate tape when I was about that age as well. All right. Okay. Fucking hell. Well, they had a they had a VHS player and we didn't. Um, so uh, I remember one of my birthday, one of my young, but I must have been about eight, and I um, my thing was instead of having a party, I would have a VHS tape as uh-huh. as my present, and I asked for June <laughs> because of the wow! toy line, and <laughs> I cried after twenty minutes because I thought it was like a like a sci-fi kind of Star Wars like type Star Wars, film. Yeah. But June is fucked up, isn't it? For uh, yeah, watch. yeah, June is brutal. <laughs> Christ, I'll Star cry Wars. at it now. <laughs> the sandworm bit was the bit that oh, got me. Yeah, of course it did. Ooh. So as John mentioned before, um he's got this needle and thread oh, in his God, uh, in, in his thing in his and he starts night. sewing himself up. He it's takes... quite good because you see blood's pushing out it while he's yeah, doing it. Yeah, that was really, really good. good. I just figured really that they must have just cut him for it. One of <laughs> one of the facts yeah. about that I've got in my thing is that yeah. he on his lunch break, Stallone went to a local hospital. I don't know how true this is to show the effects to some nurses <laughs> and pretend <laughs> <laughs> pretended that it was a real injury. And just said, I need some like Tylenol just to like rub on it and whatever. And um, apparently, in Stallone's words, the nurses went, You're the toughest guy I've ever met. And that's actually on the Wikipedia. But no way. I- oh, that's brilliant. <laughs> he, would do, he would do that, wouldn't he? Of course he would. He's such a fucking show off. Yeah. <laughs> um, he takes out Galt's um, gun and jacket. So they're shooting at him off he of this. He doesn't take the jacket, does he? Yeah, right. he takes his yeah, jacket. Yeah, yeah. He doesn't wear oh, it though. Does later he? on, no, no, it's for the scarecrow. Yeah. Uh... yeah, they're shooting at him off this fucking rock bit, and he's like, "Look, I want to give up. I'm sorry, one of you, <laughs> your, your men is dead. <laughs> yeah, sorry. But nobody else needs to die." And they're like, "You are fucking joking, aren't you? <laughs> there are five of us, and there's you." And he's like, "Nobody else needs to die." So they shoot at him, and he fucking makes a dash for it. Back at base, this guy's explaining they shouldn't mess with him because it turns out on the telex, he's a decorated war veteran. Oh, yeah. A green beret, boys. What? A green beret? beret. (laughs) Did you get anything on green berets, lads? Uh, I was leaving that to you. Thank you. Uh, It's basically (laughs) the US Army Special Forces, named after the hats that they wear, formed in 1952 by Colonel Aaron Bank. Ooh. Uh, I thought Colonel Troutman formed them. (laughs) (laughs) Uh, The Green Berets operate out of Fort Bragg. Fort Bragg holds 54,000 personnel and is in North Carolina. Nothing could be finer. Uh, Named after Braxton Bragg, who fought in the Confederacy for the Confederacy in the Civil War. Wrong side, but, you know, whatever. Uh, My favourite fact about Fort Bragg, actress Martha Ray, who was known for stage performances at USSO shows Mm. in the Second World War, and Vietnam is buried there. What? She wanted to be buried there because of all the obviously all the fucking soldiers she'd fucked, I assume. <gasps> <God. laughs> yeah, that's really it. fucking odd. Where's can we go and visit Mum? No, I'm sorry, it's restricted. I know. <laughs> Can't take any flowers to see Mum because we've got fucking clearance. 
<laughs> final point on the Green Berets, and you boys know exactly what I'm going to talk about. The Ballad of the Green Berets by Barry Sadler is a 1966 song which made it to number one on the US billboards, uh, number one on the Springbok radio chart, uh, and number four in the German charts, Tommy. Uh, number 26 here, released in 1966. And how John knows. The last time England had a team. Uh, oh, it's a fucking awful dirge. It's the ballad of the Greenberry. Fucking dirge shite, man, for boomers. Boomer music is what it is. Uh, but they'll all be dead soon, and I'm not. So it's all good. Moving on. Uh, it starts to get dark, uh, and in the woods, Rambo sh- basically... Chopping some steaks. Aye, in me. These steaks are brilliant. Like, what's he making with that? What could it be? He's in a co- pre-predator, isn't he? He Just is, that, yeah. yeah. Mm-hmm. There's a storm uh, and they spot Rambo and it's basically Scarecrow that you mentioned, John. Yeah. Um, and then he starts shooting at them. They get shot at. The dogs get sent in and we basically listen to dog death which I wasn't into at all. Oh, it was a dog punch. So we don't know if it died. He's definitely out of bullets. Did you hear the way he hit that dog? You're like, Jesus. Punching Dobermans, man. Fucking hell. <laughs> uh, Dobermans, of course, the Doberman Pinscher was originally developed around 1890 by, you begot it, a guy called Louis Doberman what? in Germany. Yeah. Uh, the most famous Dobermans... Lads, who were the two most famous Dobermans? Uh, the ones for Magnum PI. Yeah, do you remember what they're called, John? Uh, audit and Sordit. <laughs> <laughs> Zeus and Apollo. Absolutely. Yeah, there you go. Absolutely. <laughs> ah, fun stuff. Um, oh, Louis Doberman, uh, Louis Doberman was a tax collector, night watchman, dog catcher, and keeper at a dog pound in 1890. The dog catcher, did he wander around the town going, yeah. meaty chunks, all free today. <laughs> Spring your kids as well. <laughs> um, the dog handle has been shot, but all he's doing is crying about his babies, as John pointed out. Uh, he's like the fucking Rancor Master in Return of the Jedi. Isn't he? Oh, he's <laughs> fucking annoying as well. Like, he obviously hears one of his dogs getting sh- shot, and then the next minute it's like, go and get him, and like, pew, another one. You wouldn't have done like, it, would you? You wouldn't have nah. done it. I don't know, don't you, He's a um, really big character, the dog handler, in the book. I don't know if he's yeah. like, read the book. He's like, he's like really close to the sheriff, Teasel, like as an old family friend kind of thing. Mm-hmm. And, and this is nothing. No, <laughs> I haven't. I, I haven't read the book, but I've got a few facts about it, uh, if, if if I may. Uh, the book is set. David Morell, the writer, and his book is set in Kentucky. The name of the character came from the Rambo Apple. Yeah, yeah. Which his wife brought home while he was trying to come yeah. up with a suitable name for the character. <laughs> Brilliant. Right. That was my first fact, but I didn't actually read it out because I thought it was a bit past. was <laughs> <laughs> oh, stupid. Any anything goes to try and get yeah. to hundred in this one, yeah, yeah. mate. You, yeah, you, you're an old hand at this. You should know. Um, right now, the making of this fucking film. What what a story that is. I've tried to condense what seemed like about 15 minutes of writing into three or four lines. So forgive me if it's a bit basic. 1972, the rights were bought for $175,000 by Columbia, who couldn't get it made. They just, because, because the Vietnam war was, was, was still kind of ongoing. Still, it was still cl- close to people's minds. They just couldn't do it. 
The rights were then purchased by Warners for $125,000. So you assume that Columbia must have just gone, let's just, let's, let's, let's throw it. Let's get, let's cut our losses, I guess. Mm, yeah. Um, and finally, Orion Pictures made the film after buying the rights and the script from Warners for $375,000. Which seems like an astronomical amount of money mm-hmm. until you realise that on its 15 million budget, it made 125 mil worldwide. Man, that's, that's it was so in development fun. hell, wasn't it? Though I read like yeah. there's so many different like lost Rambo movies that could have been amazing because I saw like Al Pacino was yeah. approached, yeah. Robert De Niro, Paul Newman, yeah, Clint. Gene Hackman for the show, Clint, yeah, yeah. But I would um, have loved to have seen like a proper um adaption of the book with Al Pacino, like with someone yeah, like Sid, Sidney Lumet or someone oh, like directed, yeah, like, can you proper... imagine, yeah, but but Pacino didn't want to do it because he said it was too dark. Oh no! I that thought was he, 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 did he play as a psychopath? Need anyone? I read, I read both of those, and I don't know oh, which right, was the right. truth. It's but, it's difficult. This podcast to pick stuff to pick stuff out, isn't yeah, it, John? Yeah. We, we we do this yeah. on a regular basis. I'll say something, and you go, "No, no," but I read this. I'm kind yeah, of like, no, I read both. Cancels out the facts. That's not great. Well, I also read that Tarantino said that he wanted to like. Uh, he always talks about films, doesn't he? That he yeah. wants to make like since James mm-hmm. Bond and all that, but he he wanted to do a First Blood remake, um, like. Danny Trejo. I'd watch that. I'd watch, <laughs> he wanted he wanted Kurt Russell as Colonel Troutman, which Fuck I think would have yes. <laughs> yeah. And some that... uh, Alex, someone from the um, House of Gucci as Rambo. Uh, I don't know anything about him, but yeah, I've oh, read right, a little okay. bit about that. But I think right. there is a really great adaptation of the book that needs to be made. Right. I also read in my research that uh, who's the author? David Terrell. Uh, yeah, that's uh, David Morell. Yeah, David Morell. He 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 preferred the film to his book, and I don't know whether that's true. Oh, that's right. okay. That's okay. Which, indeed, isn't it? Yeah. Mm, yeah. Well, it's it, yeah, it's it's a lot of fun, and and uh, it you know I think the director had written the uh, the, the director had written the screenplay with Morell. So yeah, great, fantastic. Um, David Caruso gets a knife in his femoral artery, by the way, <laughs> which is a fucking belter of a way oh, to kill somebody. God, he he this. ain't coming back from that. You 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 you'll bleed out in three hours, apparently, if your femoral artery gets nicked. I thought he stabbed him in the arse. <laughs> <laughs> he hadn't got a chitara with him, so he didn't have a choice. <laughs> Sorry, Paul. We invite you on. We invite you on because we love your stuff, and then just fucking slag you for two hours. Great. Um, It takes out the remaining two cops close quarters, leaving one of them, this Shingleton guy, Valerie Shingleton, tied to a tree, right, uh, with this fucking bit of metal, bit of metal around his neck. Uh, Of course, it's a garrote. That uh, quite blatantly (laughs) a garrote. The last civilian execution in Spain by garroting was the spree killer, Jose Maria Haribo, in June 1959. I can't believe they named a packet of sweets after I know. (laughs) (laughs) I didn't know that execution by garrot was even a thing. Yeah, yeah, they they, they killed two uh, in 1959. Uh, The other one was killed uh, in May. I didn't make a note of his name, but there you are. That's another secret fact. Uh, The... (laughs) He jumps out this this bush covered in ferns oh, and yeah. puts a knife to the shivery stuff, doesn't he? And I'm kind of like, fucking hell, that really that really wouldn't work, would it? No. <laughs> uh, he says, 
in your town, in town, you're the law. But here, I am the law. <laughs> next dread. week, lads. It's coming next week. We're going to be talking about him being the law next week. Um, he, he could have killed the sheriff, um, but he, he, he doesn't. He lets him go, and he heads back to this base camp that they've created. Yep. Ambulances, mobile units, state troopers are here, and these TV reporters. Um, yeah, the on, sh- on, on the mobile helipad. Did you? Don't, I don't know if you noticed that, but the helicopter lands right in the middle of a river. Did you notice? I didn't notice that. On one so of these inflatable it was, things. It was, no, it was only like a like a, a helipad, but it was like a portable one. So I looked oh, it up, right. and I, for life, I couldn't find it. I know you can get a, a helipad installed for fifteen thousand dollars in America, but it doesn't <laughs> mention anything about a portable helipad. Fifteen thousand dollars. I want the fucking helicopter as well. <laughs> and well all they're doing is mowing a hitch into your grass. <laughs> <laughs> you could do that with the blades yourself if you get the right angle. Give me a summer. <laughs> he tells the sheriff it's not his jurisdiction. This is the the the, the head of the state trooper. Sheriff's not having any of it. Um, the TV channel are there as well. Uh, Mitch explains to the sheriff that the deputies might have been a bit rough with. John, doesn't he, this character? And he's like, look, I trust my deputies to make the right decision. Why would God make a man like John Rambo? One of the great lines from the film about to come up. God didn't make him. I did. (laughs) Colonel Troutman. He just barges in, doesn't he? It's fantastic. Like, one minute he's not there and he's not. Uh, And my favourite line here is, by the way, I'm not here to rescue Rambo from you. I'm here to rescue you from Rambo. Rambo. There's so many yes! great lines. No. There's so many great now lines. I've got a film. My favourite is um, if you're going to send in that many men, you need one thing, a fresh supply of body bags. Yeah. <laughs> Make sure you've got enough body bags. It's great, isn't it? Yeah. Um, <laughs> he's basically created this 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 unit of people. He explains they're experts at guerrilla warfare. Um, I looked into it. Apparently it's got absolutely nothing to do with primates. I was very disappointed. Mm. Um, uh, But he's going in with a knife. He might as well be with his bare hands. It was his job in Vietnam to kill enemy personnel. And Rambo, of course, was the best. He killed 59 um, confirmed kills, apparently. I've got in my research from the Rambo wiki. But I reckon he that was only ones that counted. He probably yeah, did that in a that day. Yeah, that was the only ones you could see. That was <laughs> yeah. only the whole bodies. <laughs> no, knowing, knowing, uh, you know, the the soldiers in Vietnam, he probably murdered a, a handful of women and children yeah, as well. Yeah, probably, uh, allegedly. But <laughs> uh, back up the mountain, he's fashioned this spear, right, and he mm-hmm. he murders this this hog, and then. Only carries away its leg. its leg. He only wants yeah. its leg. And I'm like, yep. that's a waste of a fucking pig, that. Yeah. There was a hog wrangler for that blunt scene. Was there really? <laughs> Thanks at the end. It's like this hog wrangler. Like, brilliant. <laughs> and then he heads into this old disused mine where he set up camp and starts basically eating the, uh, eating the meat, doesn't he? I, again, I was disappointed he didn't eat it just with his teeth, you know, yeah. like ripping it off the thing, like the fucking King Henry VIII or something like that. Of the bone. <laughs> uh, Troutman suggests. Troutman suggests they let him get away and pick him up a couple of weeks' time washing cars in Seattle. <laughs> That's a fucking great idea. Fantastic idea. <laughs> Sheriff's not having any of it. A shit end to the film, though. 
Yeah, yeah. <laughs> <No>. <laughs> He's working at the car wash, yeah. <laughs> <laughs> Alongside Will Smith's fish. <laughs> Uh, it's the crossover you didn't know you wanted. Uh, <laughs> like Ra- Rambo's, Ra- like S- Stallone's little ant working with Will Smith's fish together. Yeah. <laughs> um, <laughs> hey, this is the sending in the 200 men. They're going to need more body bags line. Yeah. Um, by the way, Sher- Dennehy at this lo- in this bit is wearing this sheepskin jacket. Yeah. You've got one of those, Paul. I have got one. I love that jacket. I spotted you in these pictures. I I came back for getting a drink and I thought I was watching the... Was it 48 hours? and horses. No, no, 48 hours. I thought it was Nick Nolte sitting there. (laughs) And the goddamn Nolte! I'm getting a goddamn sheepskin chicken! Nick Nolte was actually one of the Rambo potentials as well in my notes. Was he really? I've got loads, a massive list. Jeff Bridges, Nick Nolte, Michael Douglas... Um, yeah, they were all approached at some point. Man. So and, uh, ir- ironically enough, Michael Douglas didn't get cancer from the uh, Agent Orange. He got it from oh, licking his wife's bits, allegedly. Yeah. Yeah. Licking a darling bud of me, actually. Jesus. Who is this even for? <laughs> <laughs> the cop- cops have got this guy on the radio trying to convince Rambo to come in. He's like, come in and we'll take into account that you murdered lots of Vietnamese men. Uh, it's not working, so the sheriff suggests he gets Troutman in to talk to him. Uh, he gets and I think at on. this point Troutman does his best to trigger Rambo's PTSD. Oh, he does, doesn't he? Yeah, yeah. He's like, let's make him think that all of his friends are still alive. Yeah! <laughs> yeah, he's like, He's, he's like, no, Colonel, they're all dead. They're all dead. And he's like, no, what about Bar- Barry's still still dead? No, 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 he's dead. He's definitely dead. I didn't know, John. I'm so sorry. <laughs> the cancer got him. He's squadron forever. <laughs> Troutman is absolutely no use in in anything that happens from the point that yeah. he's there, in my no. opinion. <laughs> no. In fact, if anything, Troutman pushes him over the edge. I know. He's winding Denny up. <laughs> and did you know that Troutman was originally meant to play by Kurt Douglas? I'm sure you both got that in your notes. Yeah. I haven't. No, did yeah, you yeah. have that, John? Right yeah. up, oh, right Douglas. up until the last point as well. He actually turned up on set, and he he turned up on set with a an ending that he said he would only make the film if they did this ending. And the <laughs> the ending was on. that he killed Rambo and drove off with his headband. <laughs> <laughs> Which I think is the shittest idea ever, but yeah, you can see why that it ended. And so is my wife. (laughs) I am Spartacus. (laughs) But you can see the ego that that people must have to think that. But anyway, yeah. Yeah, He's dead now, so we're having the last laugh. Uh, (laughs) (laughs) This line is... uh, uh, they drew first blood, not me. Hey, you says hey. the line, you wins the movie. Ah, ah, ah. <laughs> <laughs> they track him using this triangulation system, and in the morning they send in the fucking afternoon soldiers, don't they? I they send in the fucking weekend boys, the TA. <laughs> yeah. Yeah. I've got a fact about them. There's only one person. I think it's. I can't, I can't find his name, but there was one that's actually got a name in the script, but all the rest of them yeah. had their real names when they referred to all their right. real names. Yeah. Oh, okay, that works. Um, 
this kid and his dad are hunting deer. Oh, Rambo mate. tackles the kid, throw, throws the gun away, and the kid's like, hey, pa, pa, the guy that they're after in the woods is here. Like, they are after a guy in the woods. Why the fuck? Are you, like, he has killed I know. people. Why are you taking your child out in the woods? There, exactly. <laughs> so I was, I was America at, is a trip, man. I, I was looking at hunting season, so I don't know as every state, but they say that the hunting season for game animals is around about November 7th to the 3rd of January. Okay. Is that duck season or wabbit season? Game, <laughs> game animal season. Game animals. So they're all game to you, Jonna. <laughs> game for a laugh. <laughs> Uh, the soldiers start chasing Rambo. He heads into this back into the abandoned mine, and there's this firefight between them and the weekend soldiers. And then they refuse to do any more because yeah. they're not paid enough. Um, except one of them, Earl, who has a fucking bazooka. <laughs> God, he fires yeah, it at the standard entrance. equipment. Yeah, absolutely. <laughs> and the, the entrance to the mine collapses, and it traps Rambo in. Mm. Now, Dennehy and Troutman arrive now. As these soldiers are all stood there getting the photos taken next to the exploding yeah. mine. I know. It looks like, like a monument, doesn't it? They were doing that whole monument course. It was almost like that 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 bit from Flags of Our Fathers. Aye. <laughs> <laughs> um, and he's like, they've got to dig to find the bodies. Like, I've got to be back at the drugstore tomorrow. That's yeah, I've just found my notes. That's Clinton. He's the only fictional ah, named right. character. Because he had a spoken part, but the rest of them are known as their real names. Thank you very much. Um, we, of course, know Rambo isn't dead because we've seen all the other films, including that really, really racist last one. In fact, I haven't seen Last Blood, and I don't think I'm going to watch it. <laughs> I got a horse farm, Paul. I, I thought he was going he to be like... horse... That brings me to one of my other tips on the on the um, Rambo wiki. His right. occupations are former Green Beret. Mercenary, stick fighter, handyman, which I never remember in any of the Rambo films. I don't remember any scene where he's like in somebody's he's house. Really good at, he's really good at, 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 at making, making clothes and yeah, whittling. I would love to see a scene where he's fitting like a lock on someone's bathroom door in the Rambo, but I didn't see that one. He was <laughs> he's flushing out a radiator. <laughs> but he's a riverboat captain, a snake catcher, and a horse farmer. Yeah, in the latest film. Oh, right. okay. But last no, I liked that that Rambo reboot. You know the the, the first one they did with all the um, when he was an old man with all the fake blood, what? Like all the CGI blood. I quite like that one. It's I love... just called Rambo. That's my favourite Rambo film. Because... Is it really? Yeah. yeah. All right. It's so brutal. Like he decapitates people with his machete yeah. and everything. Okay. But yeah, I quite like Last Blood as well because he pulls someone's heart out with his bare hand, which is always Does good. He... Oh. Yeah. But is it not? Is it not a bit make America great again? That's what I'm worried yeah. about. Yeah, all the Rambo's are a little bit like that, aren't they? Apart from yeah, the I guess one, probably. <laughs> yeah, yeah. Okay. <laughs> Troutman explains to the sheriff um, he survived countless missions behind enemy lines, only to be killed in a dump for vagrancy. <laughs> oh, <that was> <laughs> <good>. <laughs> what we're gonna we're gonna put I, that on his gravestone. And I love the way that Troutman calls the town Jerkwater, USA. Jerkwater, yeah. USA. USA. <laughs> <laughs> Following the wind in this in this cave, he's made this torch, hasn't he? Out mm. of this this bit of tarpaulin. <laughs> he's spelunking. I thought it was going to be like descent, and you'd see some. Uh, <laughs> he's just popping up for That's anywhere. That's a good mashup, <laughs> isn't it? Rambo versus the descent. 
Aye. There you go. I hope you're writing all these down, Paul. Aye. Definitely going to be into madness. It's going to be worth paying a pound a month for your Patreon just for the ideas I get from me. Um, so it takes him through this cave full of knee-eye water and, of course, rats. It had to be rats, didn't oh, God, it? I fucking hate them. And these three little stuffed ones that are on his back. Like biting saying him, that, though, in the... In the book, and again, yeah. talking about mashup stuff, it's a it's bats that attack him in the cave, okay. which was making me think of Bat Rambo as a potential. But, but oh, very good. Yeah. <laughs> yeah, yeah. But yeah, it's bats. I don't know why they change it to rats in the film. I guess they're easier <clears throat> to train. Rumba. <laughs> oh, there you go. <laughs> right, I'm sorry. I can see his Rambat. I actually thought about this and I wrote notes and I didn't think of Rambat. <laughs> <laughs> I love you, John. Marry <laughs> <laughs> <Bury> me. <laughs> Troughton's in the bar in town. The sheriff approaches and says he's come to apologise, but he really wanted to kill Rambo. Troutman's like, well, that kind of goes against that badge you've got there, doesn't it? Uh, and he says, look, you're a civilian. You can go back to your wife and kids. This guy can't. Uh, back in the cave, he finds a ladder out. Now, there's two ladders, and he's climbing both these ladders at the same time. Like, he's got one hand on one ladder and one on the other. <laughs> and instead of climbing up using his feet, he's just using his hands. And I was kind of, I don't get that. Why is that? But he falls at one point, doesn't he? So were we meant to believe he's broken a leg or something as well? <laughs> I thought that was pathetic, that scene, for like building up this character that like can survive anything. He like walks down that little rotten <laughs> staircase. Yeah, like, ah! he, falls, he, he, breaks, he breaks a rung on a ladder and falls yeah. down two Top of Frank Spencer, I thought that would be. <laughs> <laughs> Ooh, Trouty! <laughs> um, he comes out at the top of this thing, right? And even after he's spelunked through the entire set of the fucking descent, he's <laughs> 50 yards away from the soldiers picking through the rubble at the entrance. I know, yeah. He's spent two hours. It's dark now going through this cave. It's preposterous. It yeah, really no. is. I think, though, because that's another of my facts, that the original cut of this was three and a half hours long. And... Yeah. Um, uh, Stallone hated it so much that he offered to buy it just to dump it because he thought it was right. a career ruiner. Because the only success um, Stallone had had up to that point was the Rocky films. Everything else he did sunk like a. Yeah. Um, so yeah, he tried to buy it, but um, I reckon the pacing in this film was really weird, and I reckon that there was a lot more in that cave that was cut out. Because you're oh, thinking yeah. it, it was yeah, cut no, down definitely. from three and a half hours to ninety minutes. So yeah. yeah. And there's another bit at the end where um, when he when he break, he he, uh, he nicks off the army van and he drives yeah. out of the town. It's daylight, and then he arrives and in the town and it's, it's pitch, pitch black. black. Yeah. Uh, yeah. So there was loads of stuff cut out there as well. I think. So there's there's loads of like there's like a Blues Brothers style police chase <laughs> yeah. in, into the town. Uh, and then, and in the cave bit, there's a bit where he he drops off of a thing, shouts, "Mate, free you fools!" and fights a Balrog uh, in, in, in the depths of the cave. We missed all that. I mean, it was huge. It was over budget. It was never going to work. Um, I hope that three and a half hour cut comes out someday. I bet it's shit, but I, oh, I bet it's I, shocking. I, yeah, but uh, we all we all shouted for the fucking Donner cut of Superman, and that's amazing. That the Donner cut of Superman's great. I haven't seen that. 
Oh, it's really good. I mean, it's quite obvious which bits are kind of thrown in. Yeah. And it's worth a double bill of the two of them. I think it's worth watching Superman 2 on the morning and then having a bit of a break and, you know, going about your day and then watching the second one on the night. All right. Uh, Yeah, yeah, Donnacut's good. Um, So... As you mentioned, he jumps into this army truck, this guy driving it. And he's like, what have you got in the back there? Uh, a bunch of M16s. And he's like, great. And then kicks him the fuck out of this truck. Yeah, the problem I've got with that is there's only one fucking machine gun in that, and it's an M16. <laughs> what the fuck was that all about? I don't know if you guys read as well that um, during the filming of the of, of First Blood, that uh, a vi- an army van with 40 weapons was stolen from the set. Oh, 40 what? weapons in it, yeah. Whoa. Uh, the M16, of course, 1964, it entered US military service. The following year was deployed in jungle warfare operations during Vietnam. Uh, in 1969, nice, the M16A1 replaced the M14 rifle to become the US military's standard service rifle. Wait, no choice. Um, the M16 yeah. is like the signature Rambo weapon, isn't it? That's the one where yes, he's like firing it up into the air and going, oh. yeah. no! <laughs> uh, is that Neil Keanu Reeves? <laughs> <laughs> the M16 to Rambo is what the Magnum Wildy is to Bronson. Oh, very much so. Yeah, yeah absolutely. <laughs> um, back at the sheriff's office, they get the report that Rambo's still alive and they dispatch these cars to get the truck. Uh, it does get a bit blues brother says it's just one car right (laughs) what is it about movies in the 70s and 80s that all cars like all cop cars move like they're on f1 slicks don't they it's it's (laughs) all over the place skidding all over the place um they're kind of ramming each other um and he's in like he's in a truck He's in a truck and he rams this cruiser into a stationary car. And it blows and the up. The stationary car inexplicably explodes. I know. That's everything I want, though, in an action movie. Just shit well, to explode yeah. for no reason. Um, Somebody's Ram- left a lighter in there. <laughs> Rambo heads across the bridge and this police blockade and they're shooting at him going, pull over, stop. And he just fucking way oh, another ramp over yep. it uh, onto this. What I could just figure was a polystyrene fucking car. (laughs) And he just carries on into town. And this is the bit where it's pitch black. Now, I I think my issue here is it took him, I don't know, all of about three and a half minutes to get up to where he needed to be on a little scrambler. It's taken him four hours to get back into town. There's a like at 60 miles an hour. I'd like to know what that cut bit was, though. What did he do in that time? Did he go to another town and cause chaos? Or Yeah. So, and... There must have been a lot that's happened in that cut segment. Uh, there was probably, a, there was probably a, training, a training montage. <laughs> did, 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 did he get rid of all those M16s? <laughs> did, he, did he run up a mountain? Hearts on fire! <laughs> oh, my. I hope that is the loss scene. <laughs> Sheriff at the top, yeah. I am in for it, Uh, Paul. Actually, because you're a guest, I've got to ask you. I mean, I'm going to throw, I'm going to throw a Rocky into the um, into the patrons' choice. Is it, is it, is it gauche to just throw in Rocky Four or Rocky Three instead of starting at the start? Like, can we start with a later one? Because we did it once with Home Alone, didn't we? Yeah. 
I've got so much love for I, that is that is one franchise where I can watch any of them and love them. Yeah. It's not any I don't like. Um, yeah. I I think we want to do the ones that are just have got the the most things you can take the piss out of, and uh, you know I'd him, go... him destru- defeating communism is is a win for me. <laughs> Yeah, but Rocky Five is, I think, it's amazing. Like going back to, I, I love the scene where he goes back to um, Philadelphia and he finds a box with all of his seventies clothes in it, uh, like his hat and his leather coat and his little tennis ball. That mean robot, I love that robot. And, Mickey's, and that, Mickey's Force Ghost comes back. To... And Adrian has to go back to work in the pet shop. But yeah, Rocky Four, Rocky Five. But I love Rocky Balboa. Okay. I love them all. Yeah, I I like Rocky Three where uh, oh, uh, Clubber Lang tries to fight a pregnant woman. You know, tries to beat up an old man and a pregnant woman. It's like Jesus, have a day off, mate. You need to do a Rocky month. We we do, yeah. Rocky, yeah. Uh, uh, we'll figure that out. Everybody's always quite rocky. <laughs> hey. <laughs> so, hey, back in back in town. After we've done him basically blowing up half the town with these practicals, <laughs> he, he he drives through the petrol station, knocks over the like yeah. all the fucking the, the gas as the Americans would call mm-hmm. it. He's going everywhere, and then he just throws a lighter at this petrol station, which blows up half of the town. I know. <laughs> Turns out there's a car dealership next to the petrol station. I mean, it makes sense. That's what you're going to get your fuel uh, for your test drives. Uh, and then, and the whole thing blows up. And all the while, the police, the police are going, oh, and another thing's blown up, and another thing's blown up, and another thing's blown up. <laughs> <laughs> That's the thing because uh, they say in the book that he kills much more people. But if you actually think there must have been at least four or five people in that petrol station when he blew it up. He must have killed loads of innocents in the film, but you just don't see. And maybe that's in the uncut version. I don't know. Yeah, yeah. Well, yeah, I guess so. (laughs) That we'll never see. That's that's basically in fucking somebody's basement somewhere. It's like in his his vault, like Prince's vault. When Stallone dies, (laughs) we're going to get a seven-hour cut of The Expendables four. (laughs) <laughs> and I'm going to buy the special edition on Blu-ray. Of course you are. Of course you are. <laughs> um, right. The sheriff evacuates the streets. And I've written here, I don't think sheriffs can do that, only to find in my notes that, yes, it turns out you can actually evacuate the streets if you're the sheriff. Um, he basically tells everyone, stay inside where you can get blown up. Whatever you do, don't go outside where Rambo's not going to kill you because you're Bye. innocent. Stay inside where you can get blown. He's a okay, shit sheriff. Though. All he does is walk around his town saying that people smell and take a bath. <laughs> yeah, I <laughs> Troutman arrives in the office uh, and explains uh, it's time for the sheriff to leave. Troutman reminds him all his men couldn't take him down previously, but the sheriff's got the bit between his teeth and refuses to give up town to Rambo or anyone. Um, he heads up onto the route. He spots this skylight that he's, he looks like he's never seen no, in this before, building. Yeah, before. He's like, Wait a minute, you can get onto the roof. I know. It's well hidden as well. That'd be, that'd be set of stairs, isn't it? He, he pulls down this ladder, which is like fucking National Lampoon's Christmas vacation. <laughs> it's like he's going to get trapped up on the roof watching old Christmas home movies. Yeah. <laughs> um, and, uh, and like the best thing for him to do here was to pull that ladder back up. It would have been dead easy. They've all got one of these fucking... Like, Fly it back up. Yeah, yeah. Pull it back up. 
Rambo would have never, because as you say, it's very well hidden, would never have found him up there. Anyway, he stands Shit there. ending as well, though, wouldn't he? That's poor Zay. It's the Sheriff of Tom. Well, I don't know where he's gone. Uh, yeah. So, <laughs> he heads up onto the roof, and Rambo decides to blow all of the Transformers, the Transformers. all of the buildings around, and the town's yeah. in darkness, so there's no way he's going to spot him. <laughs> really smart. This guerrilla warfare class really paid off. <laughs> he heads to ammunition out of one of the Grand Theft Auto games. Right? Is that where... what it's called? No, it's no, it's no, it's not called ammunition, but it, that's basically what it is. Um, he dumps this huge pile of bullets in the middle of the floor and finds these huge fucking cans of gunpowder yep. and throws them in for the treasure. <laughs> explodes the whole building, right? That certainly mm-hmm. gets everyone's attention. Uh, what, are the the wooden, what are the wooden ducks about in ammun? Ammun? It's not called ammunition, but that. No. Did you see the wooden I, ducks? It's a hunting place. Of... Yeah, it's a hunting place. So why do you need wooden so, ducks for hunting? I, I guess you put them like it's like oh my antique cans. <laughs> You're shooting at my antique cans <laughs> instead of shooting at your antique cans, of course. All right. <laughs> I assume, perhaps. Anyway. He heads to the sheriff's office and shoots up through the roof. So when he shoots through that fucking lovely glass, and it looks expensive to replace that glass, yeah. I would assume, <laughs> that he's never looked up through in 20 years of being the sheriff. Um, but he, 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 shoots, he shoots at him. And basically, Rambo, after just one fucking look, knows exactly where he is and shoots up through the, the ceiling. Now, right. at this point, through the tar. both times I was watching it, both times, I was certain it was like a cartoon where he shot up in a circle and he would come <laughs> through the hole in the roof. Like underwater. Yeah, like yeah, exactly. <laughs> uh, both times I was certain that was going to happen. And of course it doesn't. Uh, he falls through. He basically gets shot up. Troutman comes in. He says, John, it's not going to happen. The uh, the building's surrounded. It's over. Mm-hmm. And this is the bit that, that, that touched me the most, this uh, the the war isn't over for me, you know. When I came back, I got shot at by these dick protesters, but they weren't there to experience the war. Uh, in the field, you got a code of honor. You you watch my back, and I watch yours. There's nothing. I was able to fly helicopters, drive tanks. I was in charge of millions of dollars worth of equipment. But here they won't trust me to park cars. Tears, tears. <laughs> and I was like, man, it doesn't... Your performance of that just brought a tear to my eye, to be honest. <laughs> and, and, and that's not even the fucking... I mean, that's not the sad bit, right? But the, the sad bit coming up, it's just too funny, right? It's meant to be really sad, but it is fucking brutal, right? He talks about this guy, Forrest, right? Who, for me... The guy's called Forrest, so it's quite touching. It's a lot less touching for you, Paul, because you've never got over the fact that you're in League Two and we're now a Premiership <laughs> football team. Oh. Uh, you're still, you're still not over it. I'm not <laughs> I don't paying, I'm not... episode. I've got to get a fucking dig in at them, haven't I? <laughs> I'm not paying a pound for your Patreon after this. I've <laughs> ruined it, no man. Fucking ruined it. But I did think specifically of you when he mentions that this kid came over with a shoe shine box. Uh, and you lot would fucking love that, being from the home of the shoes. Cobblers, uh, you know that. Little <laughs> <laughs> shoe army. Uh, um, this guy who wanted a Chevy, Chevy convertible, we're going to cruise it around until the tyres fell off. One oh, day, geez. this kid with a shoe shine box turns up 
Uh, and he's like, shine your shoes, shine your shoes. And Joe says yes. Uh, and at this point, it turns out Joe Pesci had a fucking bomb in his shoe shine box. <laughs> <laughs> and Rambo comes back with some with some oh, with it's... some beers, and he's got and he's got his entrails all over him. <laughs> Nobody would help him. I said, I want to go home. I want to drive my Chevy. With your legs. With your legs. And that was the first time I realised the word legs has 12 E's in it and two R's. <laughs> it is it's one of those genius scenes, though, isn't it, where it can make you laugh and it can make you cry at the same time. But it is. It was a leg. <laughs> and I think about it every day. And what was that in the beginning of that speech, though? He's going, magic markers, magic markers. <laughs> what was that? I don't know what that bit out. I don't magic markers has got to do with it. Mans is a fucking wreck in his <laughs> and just like hugging Troutman, and Troutman's kind of like, "Oh, this is fucking awkward." Mixed emotions. <laughs> uh, the state police lead him out, and at this point, I was like, "Fucking, hell, we must have another twenty minutes left here." No, that's it. Right. That the fucking um, credits roll. We had space in it for the whole credit. One hundred percent. We're at the end of Dog Day Afternoon. <laughs> yeah. and this piece of music rolls. Uh this it's a long road by by Dan Hill, right? And that... and and we've got a freeze frame and I've had a freeze frame at the end of a film for fucking donkeys. Aye, I've not seen many of them in ages as well. I think it's a great way to end a film. No, no I c- could but, not. But when you jump up near with your legs up. <laughs> 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 I think you'll find, lads, it's pronounced Lurgs. <laughs> Lurgs. Lurgs. Yeah. Uh, anybody have anything on Dan Hill? I um, did I have anything on that? Oh no, sorry, I was going to look at, but I knew you'd, you'd pick up on that. No, I didn't. Oh, right. <laughs> no, I avoided it. Uh, it's written. It's, it wasn't written by Dan Hill. It was written by Jerry Goldsmith. That's all I got. Uh, who, of course, did the whole. Uh, the whole thing, and it's in it's in later films as well, but they change the lyrics for the later ones. Right. It's how I ended my Rambo versus the Blair Witch comic as well. The last page is the lyrics to Long Way Home. Ah, oh, there you go. Fantastic. <laughs> Let's add that just for just for jokes. Why not? Do you know what? To my mind, John, the first truly brilliant film I think we've watched in months. It's very cerebral, yeah. isn't it? It's full yeah, of yeah, yeah. I I had a great time, and I and I cried, and I laughed, and I took the piss. But it's um, it's a great film, yeah. yeah. It, it is it is a great film, and you can see why mm-hmm. it, it it absolutely kickstarted everything else. Um, what else have we got, boys? All right, let's have a look. I've got lots of little bits and bobs. So uh, I could fire mine off here if you want. Okay. So Please. I've just got uh, wild turkey is a high quality bourbon because asked for a wild turkey. Oh, the sheriff time, drinks. Uh, uh, yeah, Walter. Uh, commercial radios because I was looking up the transmission. Uh, distance it says it has a range of up to 30 to 40 miles, depending obviously the curvature of the earth. Yeah. Um, 3,000 years ago, the ancient Egyptians hung tunics on reeds to scare quail away from their crops, hence the scarecrow oh, thing. Wow. Uh, the term pansy essentially means a delicate flower. Oh, right, okay. There you go, because that was in there. Yeah. Uh, in 1985, the Guinness World Book of Records recognised Vulvic. Uh, for the world record holder for surviving the highest fall without a parachute, and it was 10,000 metres. 
It's the bloke they named the water after. Uh, that's what I was thinking. I was like, are they talking about the water falling? <laughs> <laughs> but no, that's me. That's me, though. Okay. Well, well, okay. So I've got um, John Rambo. He was only called Rambo in the books, but he was um, named John Rambo in the film after the song When Johnny Comes Marching Home, which is an American Civil War song. So they used that. Um, yeah, David Rambo. Pacino. Travolta was another person on the list that was meant Jesus, to play him. God, we dodged <laughs> um, It was one of the top ten most rented films on Betamax of all time. All right, wow. What? <laughs> um, the superior model, of course. Oh, well, yeah, obviously. There was a real-life person called John Rambo, who's an American high jumper, won the bronze medal in the Summer Olympics of 64. Ah. Um. And the Ram- I went deep on the Rambo Apple thing. Peter, okay. Peter- <laughs> um, yeah, Peter Gunnison Rambo was the guy who created the Rambo Apple and he brought a box of seeds over from Sweden. Um, Alright. Yeah, um Rambo in the original novel was based on Aldi Murphy, which was um a, a most decorated American soldier turned actor who suffered with PTSD, uh, slept with a loaded gun under his pillow and he was addicted to sleeping pills, but he also became an actor and he he played himself in a film, which I don't know if I can't think of any anyone else who's done that, but he oh, played himself. Uh, Neil, Neil Diamond. Oh, <laughs> yeah. Uh, I guess so, yeah. Aldi Murphy played himself in a war film called To Hell and Back, which was a story of his life, but he's yeah, like most decorated World War II legend and based Rambo was based on him. Um oh, yeah. yeah, a lot of the Baker team that you know when um uh, he rhymes off the names, then he? he rhymes off the names, but a lot of the names were um after crew members, like Bronson and Westmore were crew members. Oh Not, right, okay. Yeah. But I, again, my mashup brain's thinking there was a member of Baker team called Bronson, which needs to be explored <laughs> further. <laughs> that has to be a Bronson. <laughs> um, I missed it at the time, but there was a bit in the, in his torture bit in the police station at the moment oh, where yeah. the guy says, "Don't you like water sports?" As a joke. Oh, and- <laughs> I can't believe none of us has picked that up. <laughs> and he obviously, he obviously doesn't know what water sports actually means, but that's uh, when they're the hosing room. him down. Yeah, read the room, though. Yeah. <laughs> um, yeah, Poncho, I think I'm nearly there. Stitch himself up. Um, yeah, Uncle Sam. yeah Sam, um, Sam Troutman was named after Uncle Sam as well. All right, okay, yeah. Stephen Stephen King used to teach First Blood at his writing course when he was in when he was a teacher. All right, wow, fantastic. And I think that's it. Brilliant stuff. Okay, uh, are we there? Have, have we done it? Yeah, oh, I've only got one more left. So, uh, sold seventy six million tickets in China, the highest for a foreign Hollywood film up until twenty eighteen. Do you lads want to guess what film knocked it off the top in 2018? Foreign film. How are you in... Dragon? No. <laughs> Two. <laughs> 2019. Uh, was it one of the uh, Marvels? No, but it is part of a franchise. What Benjamin? I think is a really shit franchise. Oh, Venom. Fast and Furious. 
the fate of the furious ball well done uh, work i've also that's another fact it played uh, originally it was it was big biggest and most popular in turkey it played for 50 weeks straight in the cinema in the main oh, cinema right, right. 50 weeks straight because yeah. they they love stabbing people in turkey don't they? <laughs> in the throats and things like that yeah, anyway, at least uh yeah, at least my Turkish barber <laughs> was fucking brilliant at cutting me. Jesus <laughs> Boss. And calling me boss. Right, okay. Paul, as you're the guest, do you want to have a guess at how many we've got while I top them up? Right. We've done well today. I reckon there was loads of little bits thrown in there. I reckon we've done a hundred and six. Hundred and six. You've got to go a bit lower than that. Uh John, how do you think we did? Ninety five, boss. Oh, Paul, do you want to go higher than... Harder than 95, my love! Higher than 95. 98. Oh, you're both wrong. 100 things! Yeah, That's been the second time we've hit it on the fucking noggin. Right on the nose, eh? Good work, though. One more thing. <laughs> no, shut up. Shut, shut your puss. Your job. Uh uh paul you uh you've really helped us out there thank you very much uh we we, we love having you on even if it's just fucking yeah. shit crap um <laughs> do tell us uh where where people do tell our listeners where they can get your bits and pieces uh not not your uh, not, not not your chitar up your ass <laughs> tell us where they can get your comic books yeah um so i'm evil genius artworks um so you can yeah find me on Instagram is my main sort of like where I post and uh, links to all my Etsy store and everything's there so you can get all the books there. Um, yeah, so at Evil Genius Artworks, um, yeah, pretty much you can find my weird books there. Smashing. Great. Uh, we, I, I, it seems to be a we'll have you on every year job, this, I think. So, uh, um, sure. so we'll, see, we'll see you in 2023 for something something <laughs> else that that's related to something you, 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 you're whoring. Uh, <laughs> Uh, but but it's it's always one of our him. favorite episodes. I am so I'm so excited to edit this. I can't wait to edit this. No, it's been uh, it's been brilliant, guys. I've I've got a belly laugh. So I've got a sore belly from laughing. <laughs> always love it anytime. Brilliant. So yeah, yeah. whatever. We're, we're good, we're, yeah, we're going to let you head off, mate, so we can do the uh, the patrons thing. Uh, but once again, yeah, thanks so much. We we really do appreciate anytime, it. Anytime, guys. It always, always a laugh. Cheers, love buddy. You both. Okay, thanks, Paul. Little reminder that uh, pay us a quid and we will shout you out every single week. Uh, this week, we are shouting out our patrons, Gav McGill, Ian McComish, Saz, Phil and Rachel, the non-podcast patrons uh, with nothing to advertise. Do hit me up. Tell us what you want me to say. I'll get John to do yeah, I could do a Scottish impression, they bother for you. Whatever you want. <laughs> uh, Nigel Davis, he owns the Wonder Emporium, uh, accessories tabletop mini games. Search Wonder Emporium on Facebook and you'll see all the stuff he's done. He's got a Kickstarter launching soon, by the way. So what? If you're into D&D, you might get a kick out of his Kickstarter. Mm. Uh, yeah. Um, uh, Paul and Sophie from SP Film Viewers. Uh, if you want to hear a little bit about them, you will do so on our Jurassic Park. Episode. Jurassic Park, yeah. Jurassic Park. Uh, lovely couple who do podcasts uh, together and do reviews. Uh, Aaron from Z1 Podcast. Uh, he's a lovely man who said some really nice things about uh, me um, uh, giving up the booze uh, this week. Thank you, Aaron. Nice. Well, congratulations. Uh, 
audio not drama that. about zombies and having a relationship. And I'm not no spoilers because I don't want to do spoilers. Is it, is it going well? Though? Are you still enjoying it? I am. I'm loving it. Yeah, I'm loving like. But they they do an episode every two weeks, so I'm like right. I, like this week. I'm 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 desperate for a new episode. It's not going to happen. Um. Oh, Dan and Gavin Belson, be there oh, with Belson podcast. Uh, keeping us entertained with nonsense and shouting at each other. Uh, you like their podcast, don't you? Oh, mate, honestly, just the, the, some of the conversations they have amongst themselves is absolute genius, man. It's just they're just so funny. Uh, Joe Higgins, Hallmark of Greatness. I was on Hallmark of Greatness uh, after Dart this week talking roadie. It's got meatloaf. It's got Alice Cooper. It's got Blondie in it. It's got them trying to. Um, like basically sell a 16 year old girl to Alice Cooper for sex. It's horrible, fucking brutal. Think about the blues brothers, John, right. Uh Uh, And imagine if the blues brothers were shit. It's that I I describe it as the blues brothers written by AI. Uh, It's really (laughs) bad, but you can listen to that on there. Uh, Punk from what the fuck do you want? Uh, He's been talking about Sean Locke's 15 stories high. Oh, this yeah. week, which is a, a great load of fun. Uh, the guy he's had on, his name's Anal. Really? Like, punk, tell us what's going on there with that guy's name. Maybe it's an Irish thing, I don't know. On the subject of Irish things we don't know, uh, Mono and Kira from Mono Rants uh, at the movies, they're talking 30 Days of Night, which is the film that we both keep getting mixed Ooh. up with. Josh Hart yeah. losing his virginity or whatever. I uh, and that the vampire, uh, whatever yeah. is it, vampires? Uh, is the vampires, vampires yeah. They're also on that Fkin show this week, arguing with one another. It's a lot of fun. Go and listen to them. <laughs> uh, on modern escapism, so we've had Stig, we've had Gadget on uh, two great previous episodes, um, and we've got Biggie coming on at some point in the future. Um, but it was their hundredth episode. This All week, right. Which, well. if we'd not fucked about between us, being busy getting new jobs and having lives, we'd probably be on our 100th episode. I uh, know we would. But anyway, uh, uh, you know, but they, their 100th episode is a great treat. I started listening to it this morning. Um, Ian Cult Connections podcast, he's been on to talk about child death in the 70s. Uh, and I talked uh, this week with uh, Maria, who is his new host for all the Star Wars TV shows that he does. Oh, right, okay. Um, she's a, fr- a long-standing Instagram friend of mine. She's very, mm. very, she, and, and, and regular listen to this podcast. Hi, Maria. Uh, well, you get a high. Give us a, give us a, a like a dollar fifty, Maria. I'm not going to tell you <laughs> But she's going to be the new host for right. Andor because she is funnier, smarter, and got like a lot more chat than me. Um, yeah. So she's going to be doing the Star Wars stuff with Ian from now on. But this week, all three of us got together and talked about the Star Wars Vacation Special, which is a Lego cartoon, which was interesting. Oh, man. Yeah, it's all on, on there. Uh, Josh Wilson. Oh, Josh Wilson has shared with me today. He is writing a Scar anthem. I'm so excited for you all to hear this. It's very busy. It's a wow. lot of fun. He's just a lovely man. I love his really face. Is. I'm so looking forward to smooshing his face next it's year. One of these. So, oh, he's so beautiful. He is a beautiful, beautiful man <laughs> and uh, a beautiful very wife. Talented. Very and talented. beautiful children. Uh, well, if you want to get mentioned, give us a quid and we will mention you uh, every episode. Yeah, yeah. Uh, yeah, if, uh, yeah, absolutely. If you want us to mention someone that you hate, <laughs> do that. We'll do it. We'll slag them. <laughs> That's fine. Uh, John, next week, we've already alluded to it in the episodes, but what film are we talking about with Joe from Hallmark of Greatness next week? Judge Dredd. Judge Dredd. Yeah. <laughs> 
not the Carl Urban one, but the, no. the other one. But uh, I'm like, for I still yeah. love the ABC robot. I love, I love yeah, of course you, of course you fucking do. It's got so many. It's got so many great characters, and it's got a love interest. Who doesn't want Judge Dredd? And, to it's, have got, a and it's got the Exorcist in it. <laughs> yeah, it's got the Exorcist. No, the yeah, yeah, it has. No, no, not her. The entity. It's got the entity <laughs> in it. Yeah. Uh, yeah, right. Okay, so, John. Do you want to say bye to the lovely people, patrons, and otherwise? By lovely people, patron and otherwise. Thank you very much for listening. Yeah, yeah and this yeah. has been uh, me and John and uh, Paul, of course, talking a hundred things that we learned from. They said the first blood, the first blood. I got my legs. See ya. See you guys.